For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby, Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz, and a pleasure to welcome to the program to start us out today on this fine Peel Yourself Off the Mat Monday, uh, world-renowned in many different aspects of life and of course uh, media and uh, the ultimate nfl insider he was the first guy he was an insider before anybody knew there was anything inside to uh, go ahead and investigate uh, jay glazer joins us here on the program uh, jay how are you thanks so much for being with us i appreciate it man living the dream how you guys doing Good morning. Uh, we're doing just fine. We, we really are because, uh, you know, we, we were going to ask you and uh, we want to get into this uh, new offering that you have, uh, Unbreakable. Uh, but uh, if you had like uh, even 30 seconds, can, can you give us the inner details? Are the Packers asking for Emerson Boozer <laughs> as part of that deal to uh, wrap up the uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, situation? And would it be their worst nightmare if Rodgers showed up like Danica Patrick drops him off at training camp and says, OK, Aaron's here to play? But would that not be the most insufferable thing that, uh, you know, could happen to Green Bay this year? I think that the Packers just keep moving the goalposts back as much as they can the last possible second. It'll end up getting done. But in the meantime, they're like, oh, every time they ask the Jets for more, the Jets are kind of like, okay, we can do that. And then the Packers are going, oh, you will? Let's just keep moving the goalposts back. So, you know, they're, uh, I think they're going to try and move the goalposts back as long as they can up until draft day. All right, and I'll probably uh, get a Joe Namath autographed jersey and uh, maybe a ball signed by Don Maynard uh, in the transaction. All right, t- tell us about uh, Unbreakable, uh, and this uh, is uh, helping people uh, deal with uh, anxiety and bouts of depression, which is uh, something that uh, the average person uh, probably you know would be hard-pressed to really understand. So uh, tell us a little bit about the background uh, on this book. You just said it. I think a lot of people are hard-pressed to understand it, but most of us got it. And for me, you know, I, I was born with you know, depression, anxiety, ADD, chucking a little bipolar while we're at it. And, you know, for years, people wanted me to write a football book. And I'm like, ah, I don't want to look over my shoulder for the rest of my life with all the secrets that I have. <laughs> and when I got offered a book where I could be of service, I was like, man, I'm in. And, you know, this is, look, no one's questioning my manhood. So somebody like me, I think, is able to come out and talk about mental health and, um, you know, I wanted to give it words, and I wanted to show people you can overcome it. Like, I have lived my entire life waking up every day on something I call the gray, which is that depression, anxiety, and I'm not going to lie to you, it's hard for me to get out of bed every single day of my life. I have to make a decision every day to get out of bed, and then when I do, I'm relentless about it. But I've kind of flipped the script on my own depression, anxiety. Instead of letting it victimize me, I've, I've used it to turn it around and teach myself some tools how to, you know, not only succeed, but thrive in this. And like I said, we, we talk about mental health, but who gives words? I want to be the guy who gives words. We could all start having this conversation more. And I, you know, now I know how to lean into people and lean into my teammates and how to handle myself better on a, on a, on a daily basis. Where in the past, man, I would, 
I was just hiding it from all of you. Every time you saw me on TV, it was, you know, I, I was, it was kind of an act. I was trying to create this character of the glaze to, to hide my pain. And everybody knew I was crazy, which is a, a badge of honor in football and fighting, but no one knew how much pain I was really in. And so, you know, for me to be able to, God blessed me with the ability to communicate. I want to use, you know, what I've been blessed with now to give people words, to start having this conversation with each other, with, you know, your, your loved ones or your kids or your friends or your family members, whoever it is, now you understand people better. And I think we're all going through something. You don't need my level of clinical depression anxiety to be going through something. Like our social media makes us all think our lives suck. So we're going through <laughs> something. And we just went through a pandemic, right, where we got, you know, we were forced to isolate. And um, I, I really think we're all going through something. How do you handle that? And, and that's what I'm trying to help people through now. Jake Glazer guesting with us on After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Uh, is there a common thread? It seems like there, there are so many variances and uh, even idiosyncrasies to uh, the way people, uh, you know, and not only uh, react to, but, uh, you know, are, are affected and impacted by depression and uh, bouts with anxiety. Uh, is there a common thread, Jay, or people can get a starting point towards, uh, as you said, uh, trying to, uh, reverse the tables and, and turn what could be uh, a negative into uh, some kind of uh, stimulus or an asset to uh, living a good life. Yeah, I, like, like I said, I, like this is something that, it's my earliest childhood memory, and um, I didn't sign up for it. It's not something I have to have, and it sucks. And I know people look at me and go, "Oh, come on, man, your life is great," and my life is great, but between my ears, it sucks. It's just, and again, I, I, I didn't ask for this but I can do something about it. And there's ways, you know, in, in the book, I write about finding your team, being of service. Me talking about this is of service. Me open up to my friend. Here's the thing that surprised me. Michael Strahan's my best friend for, you know, since 1993. I didn't open up to him until the book came out until, you know, a year ago. Um, first time I ever said to him, man, I, I can't go out tonight, man. This, this beast just got out of the box on me. And he's like, well, you don't want to come over? You, you want to talk about it? I'm like, nah. And he's like, why have you never told me about it? And I said, man, I, I don't know. I don't make up the rules of this thing. But for, with you, I just felt shame. And he was like, yeah, but dude, I could have been there for you for 30 years. So now I know. Now, because I am talking about it, he is there for me. My other friends are there for me. And every single time I've opened up about this, not one person has told me to suck it up or call me a wuss or, oh, come on, Jay, just get over it. Nobody. In fact, it's the other way. People, it's, it's gotten us all closer together. And I've had people thank me, man, now that you open up to me, I understand my kid more, or I understand my other friend more, or I understand my, my wife better. There's something along those lines, and that's what I'm really trying to get us all to be one big badass team together. We can all fight back together. It's time we kind of take it back. And, and like I said, it's, it's um, the world we live in now, we're all going through something. Like you sit there, we look at our phones, and we compare ourselves to everybody else's filtered fraction of one second of a day. And we're like, man, I, I feel so left out. Yep. I feel like such a loser because this person has that. And it's filtered. It's not real. Yeah. And uh, Or Twitter is just getting us, just, we're just looking at hate all the time. You know, hurt people hurt <laughs> people. And, and, and on Twitter, you see a lot of hurt people just trying to take down and hurt other people. So I don't think the human condition is meant for that. So... Yeah, I think it's a it's a really scary world we're living in right now. We can't do it alone. So I want to I want to really get us you know, give people the words so we can bond together and fight back together because we deserve to. 
noble endeavor, very brave on your part to, uh, you know, leave yourself uh, open to uh, even more, uh, you know, kind of crucifying comments on, on Twitter uh, about uh, this condition. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. Thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us, uh, Jay Glazer, on the uh, book Unbreakable. Thank you, much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jay. All right. Thanks a lot, Jay Glazer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one of those seven-minute jobs, uh, Luby, where there was a lot to get into. Uh, I, I was only being facetious about having him uh, quickly analyze the Aaron Rodgers uh, situation, uh, which remains unbreakable also. Yes. As, um, well, while uh, I would think possessing zero leverage uh, in this uh, transaction, the uh, Green Bay Packers somehow were uh, holding out for more. And uh, you would think over the years with their history of ineptitude in the front office, uh, especially uh, during the now ESPN expert analyst on such things, uh, Mike Tannenbaum era, where, uh, I mean, uh, could you have uh, buried Everything. the franchise? He, he came down here and buried the Dolphins after that. Do you ever watch him talk on ESPN and go, well, good for him? Because to me, all I ever hear in my head is failure after failure with the Jets and Dolphins. Like, they like him more and more on ESPN, and I'm like, yeah. he's proven he sucks at the job. It's not like it's mythical where one of us talking about it we don't know how I do. We know he sucks. Like, we watched yeah. him twice. Suck. So when he's like, well, I wouldn't draft that guy or I'd draft that guy, it's like, who gives a, sh who gives a damn what you would do? Because every move you made sucked. <laughs> no, it's incredible. Move. It's like you're taking a guy who failed miserably at every job that he had. <laughs> and then he becomes your expert. Uh, you know, you know where, where that's prevalent? In our business, uh, Luby. Yes. Where a guy that just couldn't cut it as an on-air talent then becomes a consultant for all other on-air talents. Yes. And, uh, you know, you're, you're always thinking as they're telling you all, all this uh, philosophical hyperbole about how you should do your job. And you're thinking, why don't you sit behind a microphone for four hours today, <laughs> do a show, have it be uh, entertaining and have people react positively to it. And then guess what? You get to come in tomorrow and do the same thing five days a week for the rest of your life. <laughs> And then you tell me to just play the hits on a sports talk show. Okay, Jack, there with the long hair. <laughs> you were relevant 35 years ago. It's not happening today. They say that about me anyway. So, we're not uh, bitter at all. Yeah, no, we're not bitter. No, the consultant was always the most useful thing. I mean, a useless thing uh, that you would have no, in the no, business. And, and they would pay big money. I mean, they would have a guy, they'd pay him like 20 grand to come in for a week and talk to all of the talent at the radio station. And, uh, you know, you, you would immediately, the first piece of advice he gave you, you, you would sit there and go, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> and knows nothing about what we're Every doing. Time. And then on top of that, we're operating out of South Florida, exactly. which has to be in a sports talk uh, genre where it has to be the weirdest sports town in the history of any place. I'm talking about worldwide. You could go to places in Guam and, and, and they're, they're more together as a sports uh, entity and, and, and area. And South Florida is because uh, we're from people, uh, you know, are coming from uh, all over the joint, right? They don't know whether to root for their old team or their new team. Well, and the, and the funny thing is, when you talked about this a lot, because you're not a fan of tanking your old school, you not only have the fans that don't want your team to make the playoff. My favorite, and I'm negative. You make fun of me for years. I'm negative as a sports fan. I'm born and yes. raised here. It just gets you hate you. your own team. But you, even you I. Love to hate them. Even I was uplifted after yesterday's game. We haven't talked much about it, but the Heat, what they were able to do with the Bucks, whether Giannis is hurt or not. With Hero's injury, just the fact that they were supposed to get swept and they came out and played a way that we haven't seen them really play all year Played long. as well as they have all year. To just enjoy that moment. Even I was like, wow. And I yeah. enjoyed it. I get on Twitter 
and Heat fans are losing their mind. I'm like, dude, they won the game. Yeah. <laughs> they were bad. Well, the hero injury. I'm like, but Badly they won. Who cares? The yeah. They shouldn't have won, and they won. Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? How am I sensible? <laughs> I mean, the ludicrous nature of Reggie Miller's comment that uh, the Heat would have a more difficult time overcoming the loss of Tyler Hero than the Bucks would should they lose for any extended period of time, including game one, Giannis Antetokounmpo, one of three guys that could easily make the MVP in the league this year, uh, was uh, insane. But for Heat fans to be disappointed, when they, they were uh, likely not to win a game. They, they barely got by Chicago. It took an incredible effort by uh, Jimmy Butler and uh, Max Struess in that Chicago game, or they get knocked out of the playoffs by the number 10 seed after losing to the uh, number 8 seed, the Atlanta Hawks, who subsequently went out and got crushed yep. like a grape. Yep. By the Boston Celtics. Top four fans are great. Like, they can literally go into a game assuming they're going to lose, then win the game, and then focus on all the negative. It's like, what the hell? What? (laughs) Here's the thing. I don't know why I noticed this because, uh, you know, I was thinking, uh, is there a chance here? I mean, you would have been betting on the idea that uh, Antetokounmpo was going to roll an ankle somewhere early in the game and maybe miss uh, the game and or even uh, several games or the entire series. Uh, and that would be to take the Heat on the money line. You were getting nine and a half points on the point spread. And, and then I looked and I saw that the Heat were plus 325 on the money line, which yeah. I guess nine, nine and a half points would equate out to. I mean, you're getting over three to one that they could win one game, uh, essentially betting that Antetokounmpo would be injured. Yes. And then you see him go and uh, yeah, get body slammed to the floor, essentially. I mean, almost like it was Bill Lambeer picking up Larry Bird. And throwing him down there and then turning around to the audience and yelling, McMahon! And uh, you're going, my God. I mean, not only were the Heat handling uh, what looked to be a very rusty Milwaukee Bucks team. I mean, uh, sort of listless at the start of that game. The Milwaukee Bucks were not on at all. Yeah, yeah. And the Heat would go on to shoot 15 for 25 from three-point range, 60% after, uh, you know, being a shell of themselves. Oh, yeah. Compared to uh, how, how efficiently they were on three-point shots last year. Uh, but I mean, that would have been the bet, right? You're, you're getting three to one on a straight up proposition, uh, heat versus Bucks. That that's how prohibitive it was in the minds of many people that the uh, heat would win that ball game yesterday. And they did. Uh, that was one of many uh, interesting results though, is, uh, you did have, uh, what was it? Half and half, uh, underdogs and favorites. Yeah. 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 You, it, you had the Lakers, the Clippers and the Knicks uh, all win as uh, underdogs along with the Miami heat. Whereas uh, Philly, Boston, uh, the L.A. Kings, and the Denver Nuggets. Sac Kings, Sacramento Kings. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sacramento Kings. Why am I putting L.A. Kings? Because I thought I was talking about LA hockey Kings. there. Yes, yeah, their hockey team is the L.A. Kings. I'm looking at my hockey playoff uh, chart here, <laughs> and uh, that, that'll be interesting, too, because uh, you do have a local team, yes. uh, at least from our area, the uh, Florida Panthers, going against the historically great, unprecedented, Achievement of the Boston Bruins uh, with the most wins and points ever in an NHL season. The number one seed overall. Cruise control through the Eastern Conference, you would think, uh, into the uh, finals uh, to go against uh, whoever emerges from the West. And uh, instead, you have the Panthers, kind of an upstart team. Now, the Panthers did lose their last two games, which were games that had some meaning and significance. And and also, that that last loss to the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, very good team. Uh, that that came in the last game of the season and put them in this spot. Yes. Many people are thinking that they're coming into this uh, with a uh, very, uh, you know, sort of laissez-faire attitude, like like it really doesn't matter. Uh, they, they may as well just go uh, all in, balls to the wall, and, and take a shot to knock off the Bruins and invalidate 
and, and I mean, without consolidating the regular season with some kind of playoff run, uh, the Bruins' regular season that was of a historical uh, variety and, and numbers uh, it becomes like an embarrassment at that point. It, it's like the Bills going to four straight Super Bowls, always going to be remembered as failures, no? Yeah, well, you can just ask us. Last year, we won the President's Trophy. It was, yes. It, it was, they were talking about historical years because the Panthers' offense was spectacular. Yes. And they almost lost to an aging Capitals team and then got swept by a good but struggling Lightning team. <laughs> so it doesn't matter yeah. what you do. If you win 135, get 135 points, or you get 90 points. Oh, they get the knocked Panthers, down the first round. Wow, first it's round. a tragedy. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a disaster. So, yeah. I, it would be worse series. than finding out you, you couldn't get a clam chowder in Boston <laughs> at any restaurant. Like you go to six places. Uh, you got a clam chowder? No, no, don't have it tonight. That was a special last night. I'm like, what the fuck do I have to do to get a clam chowder? <laughs> Nothing. You're done. Can't even buy a lobster. Uh, yeah, that, that would be a disaster. And on Patriot's Day, too. I mean, I guess it's Patriot. Is it Patriots or Patriot Day? Patriot Day, I want to say. I think it's Patriot, right? Or is Patriot, it for all the Patriots? I think it's singular, yeah. And they run the Boston Marathon today. They also have a Red Sox game that gets underway at 11 o'clock in the morning, and that's a big deal. And then the Boston Bruins opening up their playoff season after having one of the great, well, the greatest season in NHL history by the numbers. And you got a Panther team that's in there with a little bit of a shot, no? Yes, you do. So uh, yeah. that'll be interesting. And, and that's uh, one of um, uh, four opening uh, series, uh, series that are opening up tonight. And then uh, you have four more going tomorrow. You have the uh, Hudson River Series with the Rangers and the Devils, kind of interesting. Tampa Bay, Toronto, uh, Winnipeg and uh, Vegas are going, and Seattle, the Kraken make it. And uh, they take on, they made it, I think, as a seventh seed. Colorado, I believe, is the number two seed uh, out of the West. You have the uh, Islanders uh, are, are involved. And in, uh, what do they take on, uh, Carolina? I think so. Uh, and and then uh, the L.A. Kings are taking Island, on Edmonton. Take on the Hurricanes, yes, sir. Minnesota and Dallas. Yes. Okay. Good job. Look at you. I'm up on my uh, my hockey playoffs, man. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> the hockey playoffs are, are a lot of fun. I, I, I actually try to follow as much of it as I can from the first round on. It's very much like the NCAA tournament for me, where after paying uh, just, uh, you know, very peripheral attention to the regular season, maybe reading some articles, whatever, catch uh, portions of different games. Uh, all of a sudden, when the playoffs are on, I want to catch as much playoff hockey as I can. Yes. I, I think it's insanely, uh, you know, exciting and uh, entertaining. And, you know, if you have a team in there and they, they make a little bit of a run, it makes it uh, all that much better. But even if you don't, uh, the playoffs themselves are always sensational. They always deliver the NHL playoffs. And uh, the NBA, I think, to a lesser extent, because it's more of a chalk league. Yes. Which is why it would be impossible to have anticipated the Heat beating the Bucks, But now they're in there with a legitimate shot. Uh, it, it was not impossible to uh, say, hey, you know what? I think I'm crazy all you want, but uh, I think the Panthers can beat the Bruins. It's, it's not inconceivable like it would be in basketball. And uh, we saw where, you know, who knows? That, that may transpire in the NBA. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, our thanks to Jake Glazer for joining us. Kind of interesting because you're thinking of a guy who's got it made in the shade. You never think of him uh, getting out of bed every day and having to battle his way into the bathroom uh, just to get his day started. Uh, you know, when uh, it seems like, this guy, uh, you know, everything he does uh, turns to gold, no? Yeah, between uh, his MMA stuff, it's gotten big. He's coaching athletes, it's gotten big. He's one of the prominent 
reporter. Very popular. In the NFL. Everybody likes him. Yeah. He's high energy. He's always super high energy. So you think he's a guy that if anyone has it made and is doing well and is enjoying their life, it's him. He's built like Bruno San Martino, man. I mean, yep. he's yep. huge. Yep, yep, yep. In terms of uh, muscular, uh, you know, because he's in the gym all the time and, uh, you know, basically has to uh, talk himself out of bed in the morning and not an easy thing to contend with. So uh, congratulations to him on uh, uh, revealing all of that about himself and then uh, trying to help people out with that book, uh, Unbreakable. We thank him for joining us here on After Hours. For Mike Luby Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest, and it's true. As Jay Glazer said, no matter what, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you have to overcome, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, <laughs> no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food. Amazing atmosphere. Good for a family. Good for a date or just a night out for yourself. And prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched. Steaks hand cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette, in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.